0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life Death and the Space Between podcasts. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. And here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today on the show, I have another ghost story. If you're new to the show, or if you have a ghost story to share, ghost stories are my listeners, all of your experiences with signs or anything else that is from the other side. So if you have submitted a ghost story and have not heard it yet, if you could please reach out and resend that to me, uh, I am running low on ghost stories. So if I missed one, I apologize. And if you have a ghost story you wanna share, please email me at dramyrobins@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And I will certainly read that in the next few months because I think I'm down to one ghost story. So please reach out and let me know what you have and your story, and I would love to share it on the show. Here is today's ghost story from one of our listeners. My father was born in 1926 and grew up in Chicago as a conservative Jew during the Great Depression. He was drafted at the age of 18 and fought briefly in Europe at the end of World War II. He was wounded in April 1945 and spent over a year in various hospitals before returning home to attend college on the GI Bill. An exceptionally intelligent man, he earned his Ph.D. in clinical psychology and was a pioneer in the areas of statistics and computer programming. Reading was his favorite leisure activity, and books were among his most prized possessions. He considered himself to be a man of science and rejected all aspects of spirituality and religion, insisting adamantly that there was no life after death. I was extremely close to my father and looked to him for both emotional support and professional mentoring. My father was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer on Valentine's Day, 2005, and died just four months later. It was a brief and brutally rapid illness in which he suffered significant cognitive symptoms due to the metastasis in his brain. The process was particularly difficult to watch as he had always prided himself on his intelligence humor, and verbal skills. His death was devastating for me and my siblings. Since he died, I have been lucky enough to have had several experiences of feeling he is trying to communicate with me.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: The first of these occurred in August 2005, only a few months after he passed. We were on vacation where I experienced a very vivid dream. In the dream was some type of circular, centralized computer room. Imagine the main deck of Starship Enterprise. I was surrounded by doors set into the walls, each of, what ha- which, each of which had a specific date above it in red digits. I randomly selected one with the date in July 1976. Upon entering the door, I found myself at the top of a small hill in the backyard of my childhood home, a point of view that permitted me a perspective of the entire yard without being seen. Looking down the slope, I saw my father sitting on the patio in his favorite chaise lounge, enjoying a book and a cup of coffee on the table to his left. His back was to me, and he did not notice my presence. The message that I took from the scene was that he was in his happy place, content and at peace. In this dream, my consciousness seemed twofold. It was my current day observing self, but understood intuitively that my 12-year-old self was elsewhere in this dream. My observing self immediately questioned the fact that I was 12, as it was 1976 and I was born in 1963. But I did not take time to consider this. I somehow sensed that I should not be seen by others while observing, while in this observing role. So I circled the house and found myself in a position where I could see the kitchen. My mother and sister were sitting at the kitchen table. I saw myself coming down the stairs in a red robe that I wore at that age. I've confirmed this via photos and in a conversation with my sister, and I suddenly knew that I had to go. I remember feeling pulled sharply out of the dream and waking abruptly, at which point I immediately began to cry and felt strongly that I wanted to go back. My husband's aunt was vacationing with us and was the first person with whom I shared my dream. She listened respectfully and then shared her impression that I had experienced a visit in retelling the dream, I realized that I was, in fact, only 12 years old in July 1976. My birthday is in August, so I would not have been 13 until the following month. My second experience of connecting with my father occurred in spring 2006. My children were in elementary school, and I needed to be at school and in the afternoon at a specific time for pickup. I had been out to lunch with a friend, and during the meal there was a massive thunderstorm. The downpour was so significant that it caused flash flooding, so much, traf- so much so that traffic was at a standstill when I left the restaurant. I attempted to drive home three different ways, but was unsuccessful each time due to flooded underpasses. My relief was palpable when I finally made it home. I was elated and felt like I had completed a marathon rather than a three mile drive. Once in the house, I realized I actually had a few minutes before I had to walk to school. So I decided to play a song at the piano. I sat down and my German Shepherd Juno settled underneath the piano bench which she always used to do because she enjoyed the vibrations of the music. I chose to play an old favorite song by Jackson Brown called Daddy's Tune. The final chorus of this song is a rousing bluesy jam which I belted out with wholehearted abandon. Something I only do when alone as my voice is not my strength as a musician. The final lyrics of the song read, Daddy, I want to let you know somehow the things you said are so much clearer now and I would turn the pages back, but time will not allow. The way these days just rip along, too fast to last, too vast, too strong. Nothing survives but the way we live our lives. As I neared the end of the song, I heard a repeated pinging noise, similar to what you might hear if someone was throwing a pebble window a pebble at a window at random intervals. I ignored the noise, thinking I was imagining it. However, when Juno raised her head and looked at me questioningly, I acknowledged that something was happening and invited her to join me while I investigated. We followed the noise to the kitchen. Upon entering the room, I immediately saw that the digital clock on the stove was running on an endless series of zeros. The pinging sound appeared to be coming from the stove. I did not know what I was seeing at first, and then once it registered, I didn't know what to make of it. Juno and I looked at each other. The numbers continued running for 20 to 30 seconds more. Not knowing what else to do, I instinctively said, okay, Dad, I think that's you. I hear you. It stopped immediately. I went to Lilydale that summer, and while there, spoke with several people about my experience. The general consensus was the intense storm and its associated electrical energy, the music, and my heightened emotional state, all combined in a synergistic way to make it possible for my dad to tap in and send along this very strong, very clear message. I frequently feel my father is with me and have had additional signs over the years. Allow me to preface this anecdote by sharing that I was told by a medium that my dad is often with me when I drive. This makes sense, as he was quite the car aficionado and loved driving for the simple joy of it. Approximately three years ago, I was on my way to work on a cold winter morning. There was a layer of ice on the road, and the driving was treacherous. Although I'm a very cautious driver and had left a great deal of space between myself and the car ahead of me, there was someone tailgating me. As I began to descend a steep hill, I felt my car lose traction and begin to slide. Despite the fact that winter weather-related car accidents has always been one of my deepest fears, I recall feeling no anxiety or panic at all. In fact, I felt a deep and profound sense of calm and peace. Time seemed to expand and my senses felt sharper and clearer than usual. My car slid to the right, allowing the car behind me to pass on the left without issue. My vehicle then reversed its skid just before hitting an embankment on the right and moved to the left crossing both lanes of traffic since the car immediately behind me has passed that lane was empty however there were several cars in the oncoming lane all of them struggled to maintain control on the icy incline my car slid beneath between two of the vehicles in that lane rotated a full 180 degrees and came to rest gently in the breakdown lane less than an inch from a stone retaining wall pointing in the direction opposite to which I was originally driving. My car and I were completely untouched. I still don't understand how there was no injury, collision, or vehicle damage whatsoever. I felt very strong then, and I still do, that my father protected me in this situation. Last but not least, my most recent and funny communication from my dad. I love to bake. I, frequently bake for my, I used to frequently bake for my father, who had a sweet tooth, and particularly enjoyed fruit pies. My dad used to tell a story about a family celebration during which my three-year-old son asked if he knew what I made for dessert, informing him that it was pie. He said this in a pronounced, drawn-out fashion, which my father found hilarious and enjoyed reenacting dramatically whenever he told the story. In January of this year, I was in the mood to bake a pie. I wanted to try something new. As the norm in 2021, I went online for ideas and was immediately immersed in hundreds of recipes. Overwhelmed by the choices, uncertain whether my husband would like any of them or not, or if I had the necessary ingredients, I finally gave up on the idea and decided not to bake at all. The next day, I turned to the pages of our New Yorker, Day at a Glance calendar, And the cartoon was all about pies. And I will also put this up in my Instagram stories today. So if you want to take a look at what the uh, Google at a glance glance calendar said, you'll have the opportunity to see it. It seems so small and yet so meaningful. My father had a wicked sense of humor, and I truly believe this was his way of cracking a joke from the other side. It has taken a long time to give credence to these experiences and feelings. My personal and academic upbringing did not allow for an unbiased exploration of these questions when I was younger, and I find it refreshing and expansive to entertain this new way of thinking. As I come home, as I come to trust and welcome the messages and signs from loved ones, I find they occur with increased frequency and clarity. Thank you for helping me to value these experiences and not discount them simply because they are not easily explained. You are very welcome. Thank you all for listening. Again, if you have a ghost story of your own, please, Dr. Amy Robbins at gmail.com, please share it with me. If I missed your ghost story, I apologize. Please reshare it with me. Also, if you could take a moment and rate and review the podcast, not sure what it does, people tell me it helps, I would be greatly, greatly appreciative of that. So have a great day, everybody. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means?